Support for today's episode of The Rebound comes from Shutterstock. Every business needs high-quality images to attract and keep customers. Whether you're making brochures or ads or putting the final touches on your next tweet, the visuals you choose are proven to make a big difference. Get started today with a 20% discount at Shutterstock.com slash rebound. So, uh, you guys, you guys into that whole iOS 11 public beta thing? Is that a, is that a thing? Um, no. Uh, yeah. Screw I, it. That's that sounds, so, that's so that sounds like, like a lot of work. That's last week. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. You know, us developers have, you know, been running these things for, you know, so long now. Years. Um, Years. Yeah. I, I have, Why haven't you shared with the rest of us, James? <laughs> Um, I haven't put it on my main uh, phone uh, because when the first one came out, I was like, well, I remember last time it was pretty solid. Uh, I'm definitely going to put this on my phone, you know, day one. And a number of people reached out to me privately uh, from Apple and said, don't do that. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's yeah. that's not exactly a re-endorsement. I've had the iOS 11, the, the beta on my iPad for a couple of weeks and it's been fine. Um, yeah, I've I've been pretty pretty satisfied with it. I haven't bought. How, I haven't put it on the, the phone though. How's the bat? Oh, okay. How's the battery life? Is the question? Yeah. iPad's fine. I have not had any problems yeah. on the iPad. Okay. Yeah, I but mean, it, I think that the second one is is a lot better than the first one, from what I've heard. And I should probably put it on my phone now, but uh, it's currently just on my iPad. I haven't even put it on the new. I got one of the ten point five inch iPads, and I haven't installed it yet so james that that i have a 10.5 inch and it cries out for that ios 11 beta it wants it <laughs> it wants it badly i i will put it on okay oh, God, so much pressure here. i know i know pure pressure all right and then we're all going to jump off a bridge <laughs> <laughs> uh, i should have anticipated getting called up for this podcast because <laughs> I, I knew that lex was traveling how did I know Lex was traveling, I hear you ask? Because he asked me to book him a taxi from his hotel to the cruise ship. Oh, that's right. I saw that. <laughs> wow. Is that a service you provide? I, is the, I, I, you, apparently you, it is. I you, mean, Has the calculator business fallen on hard times? No, <laughs> I no. Hope, I, I, I hope think you charged I, him something. I, I think just somehow I ticked the wrong box somewhere and I'm now his assistant. <laughs> but... Yeah, he gets more fake assistance that way. You gotta, you gotta yeah. read the fine print on all the emails you exchange with him. Yeah, um, he's also coming to Scotland, just not my part of Scotland. What? So, what a jerk. Yeah, he said, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be arriving in Scotland," and I thought, "Oh, that'd be nice to see Lex." And he was like, "So, um, can you put me a taxi?" <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. It's this is only this is karma because. I was driving up from D.C. this weekend, and I was within, at one point, like 10 miles of Lex, and I did not stop to see him. So I'm, I guess it's just passing that around. Do, do you have a special app on your phone that tells you when you're within 10 miles of Lex? Doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> as, as, a, as a warning, right? Yeah. No, exactly. It's like, yeah, you know when you right. get the, uh, you know when you get, James, maybe you don't, I don't know if you have these in the U.K., but in the U.S., John, you know when you get the emergency alerts on your phone? And it does that mm-hmm. really loud. Yes. Yeah, that's what happens. Right, is right. like you get yeah. like a Lex within ten miles thing. Warning: a, a Lamber alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other interesting news I saw today: uh, Mac Rumors has put together uh, some evidence suggesting that Apple has acquired a 
company called Senso Mot I can't even pronounce this. Senso Motoric Senso Motoric Instruments, which makes eye tracking glasses and systems. And of course, there's been a particular image that's been going around, which if you haven't seen it, uh, maybe we'll have uh, maybe we'll put it in the uh, in the show notes somewhere. Uh, but it's basically a person wearing really really funny glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, I I don't see what could go wrong, frankly. With the Apple glasses, I think they're they look great. They look great. If I need to like uh, hammer some nails or do some welding, I feel like I'm all ready. <laughs> well, I think mean, this isn't the first German AR related company Apple has bought, um, because <laughs> back in May 2015 they bought Meta IO, uh, right, which yeah. was an another augmented reality thing, uh, and it was something like a spinoff of Volkswagen or something. But I did notice that there was at least one or two employees of that company now doing the WWDC presentations on augmented reality. Mm. So I think in two years' time, we'll no doubt see um, even more German uh, technology appearing. Have you, uh, James, have you played with ARKit at all? Uh, Yeah, very, very briefly. Um, I didn't find, or I haven't yet found a good way to... um, crowbar it into p-calc in some fashion <laughs> that is your time-honored tradition is what how can i put this feature in this calculator yeah i have actually i have this weekend been looking at um the machine learning stuff with p-calc but that is okay so here story. here i have i have a feature suggestion oh i yeah. got one too okay. yeah well, so mine we call it the rain man feature which is where you have like a basket of like oh, you know nails or pennies or something and That's you dump exactly it out and it tells say. you how many there are <laughs> That is exactly John, what I was going right, to say. John, John and I will split the proceeds for that for 50-50. Okay, you can have half the nails and you can have the other half the nails. Damn I it. want all the gumballs and Dan gets all the nails. <laughs> that would be awesome. These two up. That would be awesome if you had the guess the number of gumballs thing. Yeah, like that That would be pretty amazing if you could point your phone at it and it could like esti- it could probably estimate, right? Like based on volume and and stuff like that because i saw somebody was showing off a demo with like a virtual tape measure using augmented reality which was really cool cool. but so this is just going to ruin all those competitions much like all the (laughs) song matching apps ruined all the um which you know name this song contests yeah i've got i've got the here's my proposal for the ar feature that goes awry the most quickly which is an ar app that you can point at somebody and it estimates their weight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean i'm guessing it's possible but it also seems really it's like those ones when you're, you remember that uh the websites where you can upload a photo and i guess how old you are like microsoft oh, yeah. had that thing yeah, yeah. like there's no way that could go wrong nope well i mean th- surely this is for amazon uh so that when they're spying on you naked or whatever was the um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh alexa then it yeah, it can tell you how much you weigh. Why, as well. why, why do I keep getting all these ads for gym memberships? <laughs> <laughs> the great thing about this picture is how sheepish she looks in this class. <laughs> in the glasses, <laughs> she's just like she's like, like, like yeah, I know. God, I'm such a dork with these things. I on. know. I mean, it's not easy to find a pair of smart glasses that makes the Google Glass look cool, but they pulled yeah, it off. But uh, <laughs> this is a, this is definitely giving a. I mean, I didn't think that these things. I wasn't 100 percent sure, but it, I didn't get the impression that they were actually um, ar glasses at all it all they were doing was like the eye tracking part of it ah, which is a useful okay. thing but they were the company were doing 
uh, I think they were going to be doing some eye tracking thing for the HTC Vive or or one mm-hmm. of the other headsets. But it's really it's purely just knowing where your eyes are pointing. Um, I know where so my knowing... eyes are pointing all the time. I don't need any <laughs> fancy technology to tell me that. I think it's uh, well, it's twofold. It's one so that uh, you only render high quality the stuff that's right in front of your eyes that you're looking at, mm. and then you can sort of do a a, a blurry half ass job for everything around it. Um, but also, it's to know what you're looking at for user interface stuff. So if you wanted to, you know, click on something, I'm sure you could do the, you know, look at it, blink three times kind of stuff. That's clever. So I think the, the, with those uh, not particularly attractive glasses in the photo, <laughs> you would also have to be wearing a headset on top of that as well. Oh, man, so much to wear. <laughs> Just like a whole, an entire helmet. <laughs> Yeah, as a suit. Yeah. Let's go straight up to the. You know, in twenty years, everyone's going to be wearing all those mocap suits like all the time. It's going to be the height of fashion. You know what is the height of fashion, Dan? What is that? You just walked right into that. I almost called you Lex. What is that, Lex? <laughs> <laughs> because of such as professional um, it, ad. Uh, it is a made-to-measure suit, and Indochino is making it easy to get perfectly tailored suits at an incredible price. You can choose from hundreds of top-quality fabrics and personalize your suit just the way you want it. Whether it's for work, a wedding, or any other special occasion, Indochino has uh, suited up hundreds of thousands of men and are now the largest made-to-measure menswear brand in the world, which is really pretty amazing when you think about it. So uh, how does it work, actually? Well, visit Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine North American showrooms and pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more and uh, submit your body measurements. Um, I believe Lex has uh, explained that he has an Indochino suit, and one of the fun parts was getting his body measurements done (laughs) at home. (laughs) So you can have a good time with this. Kick back, relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you've ever worn in just four weeks. You, uh, What do you want to do? You want to... Go to Indochino.com and you can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379, which is an amazing price for a suit. Um, Having bought several suits, uh, I can tell you none of them were were as reasonable as that and none of them were tailor-made like this. So this is a good deal Uh, at Indochino.com and you enter Rebound at checkout, the name of the show. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. And plus, the shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. You'll never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor again, so get ready to look like a million bucks. And, you know, if you have to wear those goofy glasses, you're, at least you're going to look great from the neck down. <laughs> um, I, I was just going to say that um, for James doesn't get to look like a million bucks. He gets to look like, uh, what's the exchange rate these days? Uh, if you're pounds. Apple, it's one to one. You get to you get to look like seven hundred eighty-two thousand one hundred sixty-six point sixty-one <laughs> British pounds. Great. Sorry, uh, pretty they, good, though. they probably don't ship to the UK. <laughs> Other thing is, I noticed is it is the official tenth anniversary of the iPhone. Yeah, this week. 
Uh, I think, you know, Dan, I think you are partially responsible for me going out and buying an iPhone uh, on that weekend. What I that's both flattering and a little worrying (laughs) (laughs) because I was not planning on buying one initially when it it first came out. This thing is a fluke. Yeah, no, I didn't think that. I just wanted to wait and see. And it was, you know, like, oh, $400 or whatever it was. It was like, it seemed like a lot of money at the time. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, I I had gotten on Twitter because of you. And yeah. I was seeing all these people on Twitter, like, standing in line. Everybody was so excited. They were getting their phones. And that was, like, Friday. And so Saturday morning, I ran out and got one. <laughs> I was just like, all right, fine. I'm going to do it. I, you're welcome. Uh, once again, please join me on this bridge. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I was thinking back to my experiences with it. And I think, I'm trying to remember, I think it was the first iPhone. Uh, I had a, I had a DOA one. Um, I had to get it returned and it was, it ended up being a huge pain because I had bought it at the AT&T store. And so I was in line there and, and I got home and at some point, like it worked for a little while, and then I, it restarted or something, and it got bricked. Like it would not start at all, and so I, I took it into the Apple Store, and they clearly were a little like, "Uh, can we exchange this? We don't even know. Like <laughs> you bought it from a different store." I'm like, "But it's an it's an Apple product." I mean, and so they were clearly not ready for that. They they went into a back room and like they talked about, it, and they came back out and they gave me a brand new phone, and then later in that day. I had written a post about it um, for, uh, we had a blog for a while called iPhone Central on Macworld. And so I'd written a post about, you know, having this DOA phone. And I got, I had Apple PR reach out to me and be like, can we fix this? Like, can we get you a new phone? I'm like, it's all right. It's all taken care of. Like, fortunately, there was an Apple store right in town and they swapped it out. But I do remember feeling like, I think I had one of the first, like, dead iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, sh- you should have just said to them, yeah, I've, I've thrown that one in the bin. You just yeah, send, send, send more. Send more. One of each color, please. No, there, yeah. there was only one color. Um, I think I still have my original iPhone on the shelf up here somewhere. But oh, I do. I've got, I've got both of them. I've got, yeah. And then Karen got one for her birthday uh, in September. And we, we we both had the four gig one, the the now discontinued four oh my gig. God, was it only or the, four? Like the quickly discontinued four gig ones. Oh, was it eight? Was eight the like normal? Well, they did. I can't so remember. yeah, that they, they um they on launch day they had four and eight, right? Right. And then a few months later, they gave us all like a hundred dollars. Right. Yep. Back. Wow. Right. What a weird thing where they gave you and money. Then they, back. And at they yeah. think at the same time they discontinued the four. Yeah, that sounds right. That was a 16 gig model was released on, in 2008. Yeah. Oh man. I've yeah, still that... got I've still got my original one and it's still running. Um, and I actually it came yeah. in useful like last year or something. Uh, Jeremy Burge of Emojipedia wanted to sort of see what the emoji were like on an original iPhone. Oh uh, <laughs> wow. And he was passing through Glasgow and a whole load of stuff happened. But basically. Um, he came and he sort of uh, stood in my kitchen and videotaped and took photos of this phone for an hour. <laughs> well, good to know you can still, it's not just a paperweight. Yeah, yeah. still works. Um, yeah, both, only both runs, of ours, I think both of ours still work. Yeah, I I've think got a, works, yeah. one of my old Sims in it, I think, just in case somebody was sending me texts on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, well, I mean, I did not, I did not see the keynote, um, but I did see one. I did see an iPhone at the Macworld Expo that was like in the, in the, in the like glass cylinder. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, yeah, it, it was definitely, I don't know, looking back now, and certainly you look back and some of it looks very primitive, but it was just, it was just mind blowing, right? Like, yeah. I had people make it, my friends would make fun of me for weeks afterwards because they were like, oh, he's can't, can't, can't keep his iPhone in his pocket. It's too hot. Like he's got to keep pulling it out all the time so he can show us all this stuff. And of course now they all own iPhones. So it's ridiculous. Like the culture has changed so much in the, in the last decade from that idea, like people kind of rolling their eyes about like having this, you know, thing in your pocket mm-hmm. so you can look stuff on, up on the internet and like settle bets and whatever. And yeah. And now it's just it's just the way it is. I mean, I remember a similar. The only similar thing I can think of is the um, Wi-Fi, uh, the the widespread nature of Wi-Fi, where it went from like a novelty, like oh, I'm in the I'm in the dining hall at my college, and I can mm-hmm. like play play a game of Quake with someone with no wires, yeah. amazing. And now yeah. it's like old hat. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I was at Apple when we got some of the first uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, machines to test with before they were out and we were sort of like wandering around you know it's like oh i'll i'll run to the end of this room and see if i still get a signal (laughs) and how exciting this was and it's like yeah people look at you today and think it's (laughs) very sad indeed you old people i remember like uh, one of the things that we had to do with the first iphone was go to those uh lousy trim down trim down sites um not because of safari but simply because of the bandwidth because mm-hmm. of his edge mm-hmm. right um, yeah. so like if you were you know like at home it was fine if you're on wi-fi you could browse whatever you wanted to but like espn or something like that i'd have to go to like m.espn.com and get the you know to get sports scores or something like that then it would be just like a, like a text version of you right. try to tell that right. to kids today and they won't believe it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get one for the first year. I waited because uh, there was the big Steve Jobs saying, "Oh well, all all developers need is Safari to make their apps now." Yeah, and but the calculator uh, was so shitty on that first version. It's still <laughs> we is. desperately need. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got one like the year later when they introduced the SDK. I actually had the SDK first. I ported. Pcalc over, you know, it was all running perfectly. And then I got an actual device and ran it on that, and it was so slow. It was like, great, I'm going to have to rewrite the entire thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's, yeah, nine years old for my phone, but it's still still running, still has some battery life, which is impressive. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, there was quite a, it, it was interesting to go through that whole progression for the last 10 years, but it is like, you put that side by side with the current day iPhone. I feel like it's a, it is a lot like the Mac in that way. Like if you put your, your newest Mac, right? Like you went out, you bought a new iMac and you plopped it down next to a, you know, original Macintosh, you would definitely notice all the improvements, but fundamentally like the system still kind of works the same way. And I think that's true with the iPhone too. Like if you dropped an, you know, an iPhone seven, uh, down next to an original iPhone, you'd be like, Oh, this one's much better. But like the, the language of using it is, largely unchanged Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that was my experience when i first played around with one it was like it was like when i first played around with an original macintosh and it was i could see that while this is you know so much better than all the other stuff that i've done before so this is this is clearly the future and that there's one of the you know between the sort of macintosh the iphone and then vr stuff that those are my sort of like uh things that have impressed me that i'm 
convinced will be something big in the future. Yeah, it's probably did you, did you? Yeah, right. Did you watch the uh, the interviews, um, John Markoff? I did not. Did with some of the iPhone uh, developers, the early developers. So there were three. Um, he did like a, an hour with three of the developers whose names uh, escape me right now. Um, and then, uh, and then an hour with Scott Forstall. I heard the Forstall one was good. I just hadn't had a chance to sit down they're both, and actually I think they're watch both it. good. I think they, I think they're both really interesting. I mean, the stories are, are, there's a lot of really funny stories and <laughs> just, I haven't watched it yet, but I heard that, uh, the story sounded like they had sort of not put the particularly bad stories into the, the thing. It was the sort of. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they're all like <laughs> they're not telling. Yeah, they're not telling the, the worst stuff. I would, I would imagine. Yeah, you have to wait twenty years and then yeah, you can right, tra- right, trash. Yeah, um, and they and so- they were, you know, it was in a it was in a theater, and I, I got. I mean, it seemed like there were a whole bunch of people in the audience who had actually worked on it too, because they were pointing at people in the audience, and so you know, like you, they were there, you sir, were, you man. Yeah, I mean, they were surrounded by the people who were there and who had worked on it, and so. Um, you know, I don't think anybody was was going to start saying, you know, you know who was a real jerk. Yeah, that, was uh, that guy, guy, wrote, Kenny, guy wrote three, Kenny, yeah. right there. Kenny, stand up. Yeah. Kenny, you were an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I think I, I've told this before, but when I left Apple and I was clearing out my desk, the last thing I found at the bottom of my drawer was my non-disclosure agreement, which I had failed to sign on the first day <laughs> and forgotten to hand in. So it was blank. <coughs> so, yeah. Uh, ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, another thing, uh, oh, random thing, not Mac related particularly, but um, Super Nintendo Classic, the oh, yeah. mini version of the Super Nintendo, <clears throat> is coming out in September, I believe, with twenty games plus the never before released publicly um, Star Fox Two. Uh, do you, James, you bought a you bought a the NES Classic when it came out, right? Yeah, I did, and I played Zelda on it for about half an hour, <laughs> and that was it. So this really, is why I, I don't buy them, is because I feel like I I love the novelty idea of it, but I'm not well, sure that I would sit down and play an entire game on it. So the problem that the the NES one had, I mean, I'd never played many of those NES games, but the the main so i thought oh well i get this and you know play the first zelda play the first you know uh metroid whatever but the cable for the controllers was about one foot long so you had to either sort of have an extremely long hdmi cable and have the thing sitting next to you on on the sofa or you had to go and sit with your face pressed up against your uh television that's the only way to and play really with, so, with like a 50 inch television yeah. too i mean if you're trying to sort of uh, recreate those days when you were a child sitting in front of a tv like that but uh so it was just really inconvenient to play and there were sort of third party things you know cable extenders and i never got around to it and i never played any more of it and the only thing that nearly got me to uh, take it out again was when it got cracked open and people were adding new games to it and making it. In fact, I think the, there was indeed a Super Nintendo uh, emulator that people had ported onto the original one. Because it's all just a sort of Raspberry Pi type right, right. Uh, arm board. 
So I saw this go up, uh, like the pre-orders go live for the this one, and it's got. I mean, my it was the um, Mega Drive or Genesis, as you know, and the uh, Super Nintendo were my first two proper consoles. Uh, and with the Super Nintendo, I should have the, all the nostalgia, which I do, but I do literally still have the Super Nintendo and about half the games on the, that list. So <laughs> yeah. it, that's, yeah. that's still sitting in the other room uh, on top of the wardrobe. Yeah, um, I have a original Nintendo sitting in a drawer here, so... That's another reason I couldn't justify going out to buy an, a a a mini re- retro version. I would just like to be able to get a damn Switch. <laughs> That's funny. You know what? I, I don't. I got to play with one at WWDC, which was cool. Um, I played some Mario Kart on Jason Snell's, and that was a lot of fun. And then, as I was cleaning out my office this week, I stumbled across my original Nintendo DS, for which I only owned two games. <laughs> uh tetris and mario kart and i <laughs> plugged it in you know charged it up turned it on and sure enough works perfectly fine i played some mario kart on it for a little bit and i was like oh it's great that this still works i wonder if i can find someone to give it away to <laughs> but that's a pretty nice piece of hardware honestly the the original ds like it's not yeah. the most compact or the most attractive one i think the one that came after it where they redesigned it and had like that white clamshell case like yeah that was much prettier than the gray monstrosity i had but it works pretty well um so yeah i think that was um i was like i was gonna post something on twitter about it like oh yeah i got my nintendo switch because <laughs> i'm because i'm a jerk though um uh, yeah yeah so i i don't think i'll be buying one of these i looked at it and i thought you know i mean there's also the uh the european one looks the same it's the as Famicom. the japanese it's one it's the famicon yeah yeah, it, well, it's got the nice, the rounded corners on it and stuff, unlike the, the monstrosity that you people call a Super Nintendo, which is like, I, as I was saying earlier today to somebody, it's it's like the beige PC of games consoles <laughs> versus the Apple design of the the, the Famicom, Super Famicom one. Um, I, I mean, I've even played, uh, I played uh, Star Fox two years ago, not that I you know broke any laws or anything like that (laughs) but um so i don't think this is for me or us and i've got my 8-bit do uh wireless super nintendo pad and i think uh, dan did you get one as well i I know lex had one so that and open emu and on my mac mini is i have already a functional equivalent and i do actually own most of those games anyway so i i wouldn't feel bad you know playing playing an emulated version of those and i save myself the 80 quid or whatever it is. i'm waiting in line or whatever too yeah and and you know they're probably going to be like 300 pounds by you know the the day after that they come out you should just buy a bunch and sell them off yeah, really. yeah I, I i did actually think about that i know somebody who did do that who bought one sort of thought oh this would be a great idea and then he saw the prices they were going for on ebay and uh sold it and then bought himself a virtual reality headset instead <laughs> <laughs> wow that is some wheel and dealing right there <laughs> yeah um but yeah, uh, yeah. It, i think it, it it will be good for um some people uh but i i've been burnt once with it <laughs> And I, I don't. You've been hurt the before. one nice thing with this, uh, the one nice thing with it is it comes with two controllers, mm-hmm. and there's games like um, 
uh, Super or Street Fighter Two Turbo or whatever that's on it. So you know, I, it'll be fun. But I think the people that the people that will be buying it out of nostalgia um, probably still have one that works. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of waiting for the uh, N64 Classic because I never had an N64 and. I really love Mario Kart 64. And if they got GoldenEye, which everybody tells me is super unlikely because of licensing, uh, that would yeah. be amazing. But it, it was like the most popular game on the N64, I would bet. So yeah. Right here. Um, I mean, the, I think the Nintendo, probably one of these sort of Raspberry Pi type things could run that pretty uh pretty easily the n64 Um, emulators don't always work i had an n64 one great that one is for i don't know if it just requires too much horsepower they just haven't written a really good one for it but those games don't work as well or as reliably as the earlier ones well i mean i don't know because like nowadays have you encountered dolphin which is the uh it's the gamecube and wii emulator Mm. And that runs extremely well. Maybe um, it's an like architecture it, thing. I don't know. I, I well, I mean, with all of these things, I just generally I put in like the Legend of Zelda game and play it for half an hour. Yeah, sure. and that's that's usually my test of these. <laughs> that's things. a requirement. So they're probably that's all. You know, if that works, then I think it works perfectly. But I I can't see. I've played. Uh, Nintendo 64 games on phones and stuff. It, it's not. I, I don't think there's any magic in there. So I, you could probably build yourself your virtual Nintendo 64 uh, right now. Okay. Why am I here then? What am I? Yeah, really. Exactly. What am what I doing, doing with you guys? <laughs> you're, you're getting all the the best uh, legally dubious tips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A Scotsman told me it was it was legal. Right, I, so- I feel like. Some Scotsman uh, story on the checks out. While I am not a lawyer, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> as long as you own the things, I don't think there's a problem. That sounds reasonable. Uh, if, you, if you don't own them, yes, technically it's piracy, but I think piracy after 20 years is <laughs> it's old, less pi- of it's a, old piracy, is what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah. an old, it's a crusty old pirate. It's, it's less of a crime than pirating, like, say, my software now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Or, or say, or say, a, just want to make that, just want to draw that line in the sand, right? Right. Or an engaging, yeah. an engaging sci fi novel. Like, don't pirate that either. Yes, That's bad. exactly. Don't do that. But, you know, as content creators, we are, we are aware don't, don't of steal our things. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. That would be wrong. That would so be So, what have you made, Maltz? <laughs> don't steal Moltz's Minecraft. I made part book. of a book. Yeah. I got a I got I got a tiny tiny royalty check yesterday. <laughs> Did you go out for ice cream? <laughs> I could get myself ice cream. Oh wow, that's pretty good. I was Actually, gonna, no, I, thought, I, could, I could get I could get ice cream for the whole family. It's okay, I thought a, you were um, going to say like, oh yeah, I could buy a topping. But only because <laughs> but only because they hold the payments until they get large, <laughs> larger ah, okay, than twenty five dollars. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I mean it's all it's all okay for you know like when it was when it was first out it's all well for a while. Let me but, tell you about you know, not getting royalty payments. All things for die, a, Dan. Uh, the all Mac- things die. Thank you. That's cheery. <laughs> I the one Apple the one Apple tech book I wrote 
which I did not, I don't get royalties for because I co-wrote it and I, I got my money up front, which I think in the long run uh, oh, turned yeah. out to be the right, the right way to do that. I, I would I, say so, I don't, too. I don't think that book is, is doing particularly well. Yeah, the te- I mean, the technology books are particularly bad because they... They go get, out of date really quick. Yeah, they go out of date so fast. Yeah. Well, you, you'll both be able to retire on the, the app that will be able to count the sprinkles on the top of the ice cream <laughs> I'm working on right now. Excellent. I want that, I want that money. I want that, I want that yeah, sweet right. AR I money. Use, <laughs> I could use that before I get thrown off of healthcare at the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what else is going on? Anything uh, happening? Um. Well, there was you, a Google... you get an Echo Show. You get an Echo Show, or oh yeah, I, I had it on order. It shows up tomorrow, I think. As we <laughs> well, okay. Uh, always have to think about recording schedules. As we record this on Tuesday, it shows up tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, mm-hmm. So by the time this show actually airs, I'll probably have it. Um, I, yeah. I, I, it'll it'll probably already be critique, critiquing what you're wearing. It doesn't do that, probably. I don't think. <laughs> Um, so are you going to switch on this feature that will let me phone you up no, and why would I spy on you? Why would I do that? I, you know, I don't know. It's both been overblown and like, it, it's a weird feature. I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue that point. I don't understand quite the point that they're going for here, but it's also not as like terrible as it sounds because it is, it is just opt in and it's like, just don't turn it on. Just don't turn it on. And you're fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's well. I mean, in that sense, it's no different than like buying a web connected webcam and sticking it somewhere. You well, know? or or just having something that gives like an app that gives out your location all the time, as so many apps seem want. Yeah, Snapchat. I think do. is doing that now. Um, so it's like all these things are. Yeah, there are terrible things you can do with technology. In the in the best case scenarios, they make them you know, things that you have to voluntarily do as opposed to things that are forced upon you. So I think in the grand scheme of things, this is actually pretty low, but it is kind of a puzzling feature. Like, the the biggest use case they've suggested for it is if you have, like, elderly parents or other family members that it lets you check in on them. But even that I find a little bit weird because, like... I don't know. Well, like, you, you don't want to find about, out about your parents' naked Thursday, for example. Well, yeah. I mean, or, right. or like, I don't know, if you, like, turned it on, it's like, oh, yeah, look, there's my, there's my parents slumped over the table. Like, <laughs> I, like, yeah, I don't know. That seems kind of traumatic way to find out about things. Like, I, I don't know. And, and, and plus, it's only, like, in one room, right? So, like, <laughs> Well, maybe the they use? want you to buy them yeah, for, for every, every room. room. Yeah, I don't know. Of Anyways. course. I'm most interested in the touchscreen aspects of it, which are not even for the touchscreen part, but so much for, as for the display part. Um, and I think from the little, I haven't like delved deep into the reviews because I kind of want to form my own opinions, but I had seen stuff suggesting that they don't really make you do much, if anything, on the touchscreen, like that it's there as a display to enhance the information that you already get by voice, uh, which I think is an interesting uh, approach i'm going to be putting mine in my kitchen because i feel like there are a lot of times that i want to look at something while i'm cooking um it's like i want to look up reference information or something and having a screen that could potentially display some of that seems very promising um even like being able to bring up like a video like oh man i i forget what's the best way to chop this onion in a way for these kinds of slices or something like that being able to like summon a youtube video without having to you know, go and find my phone or run into the other room and get my computer. All of that seems very promising. So it will be going in my kitchen. 
I will move the main echo from there into the office. And the echo dot, I think is, I think I'm going to retire it because it's fine, but it, I, I have, I have too many echoes and not enough house. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. There's your show title right there. <laughs> too many echoes, not enough house. Um, yeah. So I, I'm intrigued to, to try it out. Uh, this is a big week for me because then my iMac comes on Thursday. So I'm very oh, excited. What did you go for? Uh, I got a, basically a top of the line version, except without, um, with the minimum RAM. And I'm going to add third party RAM because it was cheaper. And you got a 27 inch? Yeah, I got a 27 inch. I okay. got the I got literally the top of the line because I was almost I was like specking out the mid range yeah. and be like, oh, I want this with like a. I, I think I only got. Because I, I got, think you can't you can't even add RAM on the 21 inch. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um. Because I was going to, the only things I added were, uh, I did the processor bump, um, because, you know, why not? And I did the 512 gigabyte SSD instead of the Fusion Drive. Um, and those two yeah, things, like, probably... I was looking at the mid-range and, like, bumping it up and realized, like, the specs were almost the same. And to go to the top end was just, like, a hundred bucks more. And I was like, well... <laughs> At this that point, that's ridiculous. Well, $100 was not really, like, at that point, it's like when you're spending a couple thousand dollars on a computer, it's like, well, if I, I just spend $100 for, more. For a fancy author like you. <laughs> my typing will be so much better on this one. <laughs> Did you go for the fancy graphics card so you can do your VR whatevers? I find it really helps me visualizing when I'm, when I'm writing, is if I could have, like, a whole 3D VR setup. Yeah, so you can really feel what your characters are experiencing. It's immersive. That's that's the important yeah. thing. So yeah, I'm excited about that showing up. Uh, I have to clean off my desk though. <laughs> that would be a deal breaker for me. I'm holding out for the iMac Pro. Well, um, yeah, I mean, making a calculator, you need you need serious horsepower for that, right? Exactly. I mean, uh, and I <laughs> we've think, all you know, got the- our little foibles, James. <laughs> The the you know the space gray will match the rest of my stuff. I so. do admit the space gray is very pretty, and if it were not five thousand dollars, I would have yeah, considered that, it. This is where the whole thing falls down: is that I was specking out the like exactly the one you got, and it did not come to five thousand dollars. It oh. came to significantly less than that. Yeah, I think it's uh, under three k. Yeah, it was about in the UK, everything is pretty much pounds for dollars at the moment. Yeah um and it yeah it was like two eight or something yeah like so you're that. not you're gonna pay not quite double to get an imac pro but if you yeah, start you adding to get things, the entry level right, iMac right, Pro, yeah and so, that's i i figured they could go probably ten ten thousand or something if you spec that one up oh yeah um, i think 10 or 12 i think i, I don't know they, yeah. they don't have the official price list out yet but i think the guess yeah. is 10 to 12 yeah it's, it's not going to be cheap and it's the whole yeah, do you want it with what was it like eight, ten, or eighteen processors? Right. It's a lot or of cores, yeah. And is uh-huh. so you're not in the market to wait for whatever this mythical Mac Pro is, then? Well, yes and no. I mean, the I ran Mac Pros for years and years, and they last. You know, I I had until I got my this Retina iMac. I had a a two thousand and nine mac pro or something and you know they were great in that you could upgrade them you could you know put in an ssd put in a new graphics card that kind of thing um the imac pro it's going to be probably a pretty much sealed box and it's going to start at five thousand so it's not ideal but um 
I couldn't find like screens that were any good. You know, I wanted a big retina screen because it's useful when you're trying to sort of develop, like when you're trying to look at a a, a simul an, an iOS simulator in the in Xcode when you're trying to look at you know a, a big iPad, you want to be able to see the whole thing in one go on your screen. So I wanted a big retina screen, and at that point, they didn't really exist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, the thing is that the the Mac Pros are probably going to start at you know whatever the iMac Pro stops at. I can't see them being cheap because they're going to be make, making about thirteen of oh, them. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, so um, the speculation has also been, what if you could spec them down? Like, what if it's more of an empty box that you can spec, like, high configuration with a large range of things? Because, for example, like, what if there was a market for, like, rack mounting a bunch of these things, you know, or using them as servers, kind of the way that people use Mac minis right now? And it's like, you don't need the same stuff for that that you need for a high-end workstation necessarily. Like, maybe you just want to, like, put really high processors in it but you don't need as powerful video cards or something like that so i'm wondering if they they're they're seeing it more as a versatile computer because i with the imac as good as it is and the imac pro out there it seems like you're over now you're like oversaturated on the pro end of the market and as you point out there aren't that many customers there yeah Yeah. and i think um I don't know. I mean, I I can't see that this is the replacement for the Mac Mini and the Mac Pro and everything in one. Um, I this has got to be something. I mean, there's not much to it. You know, it, these things are effectively PCs. Sure. So, you know, you can get a PC box and uh, spec it from all the way from nothing to. Um, a really high-end thing so yeah i mean in theory apple could do that i just don't see them getting into that market especially because with the low-end stuff uh it invites comparisons uh with the cost of the equivalent pcs or whatever right um if it's purely you know high-end um you know with video cards in it like the last one which were you know supposedly the highest high-end things you could ever buy and geared to more towards you know people doing 3d stuff as we saw that lucasfilm demo at wwdc yeah i mean not everybody needs to be able to visualize um industrial light and magic stuff in their house but they should <laughs> they really should well they should <laughs> what's wrong with yeah. people yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's why i want one oh but sure yeah i mean that makes sense <laughs> I, if i yeah, can't fight I, if i can't fight darth vader then just forget it i mean at the moment my mac pro is generally working fine it's getting a bit slower but our imac did i say imac pro i don't have an imac pro yet mac but pro. my 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 imac is working fine <laughs> And so I figured, well, you know, I can wait six months and I get the Mac Pro. And then if you say, well, if you wait six months more, you know, there's the the Mac Pro and, yeah, who knows. Um, I would like a new Mac Mini. Um, Good. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, Yeah. I know. (laughs) That's like... But, I mean, that that sounds like what you described, Dan, sounds like would be great. Um, Which makes us convinced they're not going to make it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, given that the you know 
there's probably a thousand people working on AR glasses somewhere. And then there's like Bob in the corner who's making the Mac Pro. <laughs> well, is it is it Bob Mansfield? It's Bob Mansfield. He's building yeah. it by yeah. hand. Yeah. I, I, right. It was actually Bob Mansfield. <laughs> he does all but, the soldering. Um, um, yeah, Woz has come out of retirement and he is, <laughs> he is putting together the Mac Pro. It is the machine that you've always wanted. Um, Can you imagine that f- room? Can you imagine being in that room? He, he, I just get the impression that Woz would never get anything done. He would just be telling stories the whole time. Yeah, well, um, you, lock him, you lock him in a room by himself. I think that's the only way anytime anybody would come in to feed him or whatever, he'd just start telling them stories. No, you put it through, you put it through a tray. You put a tray I through the door. So. Is that what you have to do? Like, so you put well, him on a room. You strand him on an island for five years. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, Woz is a great guy. I actually have had the uh, privilege of knowing him somewhat. Um, and uh, I have looked after his dog's and uh, house it his house. I, whoa! So. What? All right, back up. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I well, feel like this have, is. Have late, I never, to- have I never told you the story? So, no. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, two thousand and one, I was looking at uh, peak calc sales coming through, and this was back in the days pre App Store, and I saw was purchased twenty copies. So, as you do, it's got an email address. I emailed him, and I said. Well, thanks very much. You know, uh, can I ask why you bought twenty copies? And and he was like, "Yeah, I give, I teach my local school, uh, the school kids in the area about computers." He does it like he was doing a class at the weekends or something, and he was going to show them Pico. And I said to him, "Well, that's very nice. Um, let me know if there's anything I can do to help." And he said, "Well, you could give the class." Uh, he said, get on a plane, come out, I'll pay for it all, um, and you can give a class, to, uh, give uh, give the, this uh, lesson to the class. And it was also Macworld the next week or something, and he said, so I'll take you along to that as well, you can be my VIP guests. So um, myself and my wife went out, and we stayed with him for a week, um, gave the class, and after that point for the next sort of like about five five six years or something whenever we came over for wwdc we actually stayed with was <laughs> okay important question yeah <laughs> did you ever play segway polo uh he, he did give me segway lessons uh, i did not play segway polo um, i'm afraid to ask is he pulling our leg dan <laughs> I don't see. I, I, I don't see any reason can, he would lie to us about this. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. But it just seems so fantastical, and I can't. Um, I can send you pictures. I mean, I have, <laughs> He's I got have photographic like... evidence. He's probably not photoshopped it. <laughs> okay. Um, I can send it quicker than I could have photoshopped uh, the appropriate image. <laughs> well, I assume you just if um, you had photoshopped it, I assume you just keep those on hand. Like that's a long con play, yeah, right, right there. You might as well. Yeah, sure. But he's. Um, I mean, this was like one of his houses but uh you know it was how you might imagine your house to be if you had that that level of money um because he had like one room of classic arcade um machines things like that um it it was 
yeah, it, he was really nice. He, like, gave me a laptop as I left. You know? <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of this laptop for years. Just take was, it with you. Take well, it with he you. said, I like to give, you know, uh, people who come and teach the class, uh, I like to give them a little something. Here, have a laptop. And then the, <laughs> what was the, it, like the terrifying... What was it, like a Dell or a... It was, a, it was like, this was just before the titanium uh, power books came out. So it was whatever the previous one to that was. The, wow, okay. 101 yeah, Lombard, Lombard or yeah yeah Wall Street or something um but he then he handed it to me and then he sort of like briefly took it back and he said oh but there isn't much hard drive space on that and then handed me a hard drive and a screwdriver and then stood there and I was like I have no idea how to take this car but let's <laughs> and it's like you know the performance anxiety of trying to uh, take apart. <laughs> this is the test. You may only have the laptop if you correctly yeah. upgrade the hard yeah. drive. Well, wow. I, I did get the impression that he. I mean, he's a, a massive uh, uh, practical joker. Yeah, and right. I was convinced that there was going to be some that something was going to spring out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Some of the old yeah. ones because you flipped up the keyboard on those, I think, to upgrade them. So you yes. flip up the keyboard, yeah. and there'd be like a like a like all those like snakes from the can, right? Which is like mm-hmm. spring yeah. out at you. Yeah, right, right. How did you even get those in there? Like, <laughs> this, is, this <laughs> isn't a computer; it's a plastic <laughs> shell. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we 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 sort of went over quite a bit, and we like um, looked after his house for a couple of weeks while he was away, and. Um, looked after his dogs. Wow. Um, All yeah. right. Well, I, I guess... So that, that, that is li- like literally the only sort of uh, multi-millionaire, billionaire that I actually well, know. <laughs> well, it's gee. one more than me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll find a picture and I'll send a picture to prove uh, of, that I am not... This isn't just some uh, wind-up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay. sorry digression there as I, no, that's as I, fine that was a that was very interesting yeah i i did not know that um uh and now i will never be able to unknow that yeah thanks was well I, I i assume he also listens to the show so that'll be i'm sure he does yeah. or he has people that will tell him he, that he does when he only things. does when james is on yeah that's yes. smart i mean right. um, that is but, smart <laughs> Now we've we we met up with him a, a few times uh, recently as well. He was in Edinburgh. He was doing a, a keynote talk at a conference and met met him there and, and stuff. Um, but did he ask you to book a taxi for him? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He, he's a bit more down to earth than Lex. Really. Oh, well, sure. I think we I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Couchbase Engagement Database is the only database specifically designed to deliver brilliant customer experiences across all your web, mobile, and IoT apps. You get unparalleled agility, manageability, and performance at any scale. Your customers get continuously richer experiences. Learn more at couchbase.com slash the rebound. Lex has never given me a laptop. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.